0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Nephilist. I'm your host, Ian Turner, and my guest today is Lake South. But first, if you enjoy today's show, I'd gratefully appreciate you subscribing. Just head to gardenofsound.nz and click on any of the subscription links on the front page. Okay, today's guest. From the early days as urban tramper to the now fully formed Lake South, this man has produced some brilliantly thoughtful, wonderfully produced and emotive music, which is none more present than on his latest release, The Light You Throw. But still, where is the popular acclaim? What does Lake need to change or give up to reach the audience he so rightly deserves? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lake South on Plains FM 96.9. Lake, can you tell me the first memory you have of music? (laughs)
0: I mean, off the top of my head, it's probably not going to be that far, that far back. Yeah, I can't, I didn't really have much of a really musical uh, upbringing. I just remember uh, my parents' CDs and um, probably stuff like Enya was in there. (laughs) Yeah, I can only remember the the CD player um, sort of in my uh, early teens. And um, the list of CDs there, and getting obsessed with certain certain albums in there. Um, Joe Ar I'm a Trading, I think my father was into. Yeah. But then it was only after that, sort of, when I was uh, um, maybe fifteen or sixteen, that I found. Actually, my older brother found uh, my father's record collection, which he didn't, had kind of stopped listening to years ago. But he still had all these kind of um, "Wish You Were Here" Pink Floyd records and that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I was getting into that stuff. And so we, yeah, started listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin and that kind of thing. But in terms of like childhood stuff, yeah, it's not really there. It's more rugby.
1: <laughs> Very Kiwi. <laughs> I'm presuming mum and dad were at home while you were growing up. Uh, yes. Yep. So were they musical at all? Any musical training?
0: No, no. Okay. They gave, they gave me guitar when I was 10 or something. I don't know why. I'm not sure if I asked for it or not. And then I had to go to lessons and I hated it. And then, But I thought that the guitar teacher who was in a band called Nightshade in Hamilton, um, so he had like this crazy kind of yellow electric guitar sort of thing along here, like a hair band from, mm-hmm. from, from Hamilton. That was when I didn't, you know, that's when I was, well, you know, as soon as you're forced into doing something, you're not really that into it. So I didn't, it was only once I stopped getting lessons that I got really into music. Yeah.
1: What was your first sort of foray post-lessons? Was there something that you started playing or were you writing your own stuff at that point?
0: Yeah, I think quite early on I was writing my own songs. We did the Rock quest and that kind of thing.
1: One, one band, many bands, any names that come to mind?
0: Yep, our first band was called The Safeguard. <laughs>
1: That's not bad.
0: <laughs> and um, then we had a band called The Difference.
1: Okay, so lots of thes. <laughs> yeah. The Safeguard, The Difference. And what, yeah. kind of, um, what kind of music were you playing?
0: oh I was very ambitious um, yeah I think the the difference we we just did one 14 or 10 minute track for the Rockwest and the regional <laughs> finals with like a sampler and and like I did this wrote this big kind of spoken word piece about how we didn't want to win <laughs> So did you win no we didn't win well we got to the regional finals it was okay I think we won we actually won most um maybe it was called Pepsi uh, most original band
1: Interesting for Pepsi to, to sponsor that was award. It, well, yeah, I think it was something like that. Or yeah. Something. So who were you hanging out with at, at that stage? Who were you sort of like linking up with?
0: Yeah, for the, for the for the last few years of high school, it was sort of the same sort of group of people. We were just my friends. Yeah. And we were getting more into Sid Barrett and um, Pink Floyd. Okay. And that kind of epic sort of yep. stuff. And um, so it was, it was just basically th- those were the only really kind of that I wasn't really part of a wider music scene at all mm-hmm. um just hanging out with them yeah I guess I was kind of always the one that was driving it yeah and I wanted to take it as far as I could and then people's energies waned uh-huh. yeah.
1: was it always gonna be music
0: oh I mean I didn't I never did music at high school or anything yeah yeah and I didn't um no I mean I was into like writing songs but um yeah I didn't really take it seriously until after high school and mm. um at high school i was playing rugby and doing economics and accounting
1: okay what position did you play
0: um i when i was really young i you know i played like since i was four or five yeah right uh and and i was i used to be a back sort of first five uh-huh. and then moved in moved into flanker and then and it was weight grade rugby so i was sort of under 65s under 75s yep. i was playing yeah prop and hooker
1: can you see any um, similarities between um, your musical career and potentially if you'd sort of gone all the way, become an AB, can you see any sort of link-ups between sport
0: and music? Oh, I mean, I, I think about the link-ups between sport and music all the time, yeah. Yeah? Um, and it's a kind of common theme that I do about art versus sport. Uh, I mean, especially in terms of professional sport or, like, taking sport onto sort of the next level, it's really a very difficult proposition as is like trying to make any money from music if you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. just like only 1% get to do it and it's the same with sport and it, you know it takes like such great mental energy and focus to like perform in front front of lots of people and yeah. that kind of same sort of like getting ready for uh, a game you know like a test match or something you, you need that same sort of um, mental focus and stuff yeah I've, I've been listening to a lot of like Devin Conway lately he's got a great um Sort of mind in terms of the way he approaches uh, a, a game of cricket. So you yeah, haven't thinking about that. And actually, I saw um, a uh, Runga the other day, um, and she she talks about that as well. Yeah. About the, um, the similarities between um, playing sport at a high level and performing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we are bringing you this edition of Garden of Sound from Space Academy in Christchurch, uh, also home of the Pizza Trap. And uh, sound check is going on in the background. If you hear a little bit of. Noise. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about influences. You have a sound. I'm not even going to begin to describe it because I'll probably get it wrong, or at least people might say that's not the Lake South that I know. What sort of artists around the around the world have influenced you, other than folks that are close to you?
0: I mean, I well, like I mentioned before, yeah, like Sid Barrett. Uh, I was really into once um, I got Piper at the Gates of Dawn. And then I just got real deep and all our friend group got real deep <laughs> into all the, the Sid Barrett back catalogue. Yeah. Um, so those kind of uh, songs and that in that kind of era around the late sort of 90s, 2000s, I was also listening to a lot of dance music and drum and bass and trance and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of more lately, um, uh, Mountain Goats has been a, a, yeah a huge influence in terms of writing songs about stories um yeah like using sort of really uh zooming in on little parts of life and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean mountain goats i can just like put that on and it just cures every ailment i just walk around and you know it's great um yeah stuff like that and then i mean in terms of like production and the the sound that i have Mm. uh i mean i try and listen to kind of uh, whatever's well f- sort of what like big producers and pop producers are doing and stuff like that you know like Diplo or something or, um, and lots of hip-hop stuff um, in terms of like seeing what people are cool stuff people are doing with with plugins and stuff.
1: Okay um, tell me a bit about Timothy Blackman.
0: I played a show at um, with Urban Tramper with my old band at the Lower Hut, uh, the Das Museum and he just contacted me and said, Oh, can I play support? And then um and I was Is that like how okay. it happens. <laughs> yeah, and um and he and then from then we just kinda struck up a friendship and he had a record label that he just started called Home Alone Music and yeah. he's put out his um albums on that and I put out yeah, and then I started putting out the Urban Trampers stuff on that label. Um And then we've kind of started running it together with Brooke from French for Rabbits. So it's kind of us three that um, run that sort of, yeah, like an artist-run sort of collective uh, label, yeah. Is there a particular track from uh, Tim that we could hear right now? One of my favourite songs from Timothy Blackman from his album uh, Everyone Needs Something to Hold is uh, Erosion.
1: Erosion, okay. Yes.
2: I used to be the coastline These days I am the current But I don't break down the cliffs So the sediments drift along Don't think you know how you make me feel Don't think I realize who you are Left me in the hallway, and the sun was coming up. A stride has too much hope, always out on a trying to make a dollar, only wait for myself.
1: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lake South on Plains FM 96.9. Um, what was the first big gig you got along to?
0: I mean, the first big gig I went to was probably The Gathering. Uh, yeah. Circa. Uh, 99 2000.
1: Amazing. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll put my hand up and <laughs> bathe in the glory of Canaan Downs. <laughs> um, tell me a bit more about your experiences. Uh, at, or at, what you saw at what The you Gathering. Enjoyed.
0: Yeah. I mean,. Well that was amazing right? Um, yeah uh, it was just a, a beautiful time Yep. and um, lots of dancing and lots of rain. Yeah <laughs> um, and you didn't
1: get shot by skinheads either. N- no but so. I
0: did um, I did get hypothermia. Oh okay. Yeah.
1: Were you somebody that went diving through the mud?
0: No no I just um, I guess we were like still maybe that was end of sixth form so yeah. still kind of young and we, we, we caught we bought Buses to to get us out of there, and the buses. So, we were waiting for the buses in the rain, and then the buses never came. Yeah, just got really cold, and eventually, just um, people just came and took us into a tent where there was like big um, heaters, but they just would. I was unable to be warmed up. Mm. Was there any particular act
1: that you um, went along to see, or was it just the the vibe Um, of the whole thing?
0: I mean, I was always a huge fan of Epsilon Blue, and I'm not even sure if. epsilon blue played or if i even saw it yeah but um it's like waterland um by epsilon blue was like a huge influence on me and yeah my brother again got me into that and um that was kind of i mean epsilon blue was on was on the gathering cds yeah kind of thing um in terms of like seeing an act there i mean it was just it was less about the what was happening it was just more about the The, huge the the everything
1: yeah (laughs) You didn't happen to see um, uh, Skin from Skunk and Nancy playing in the food tent. Ah, oh, no. No, uh, One of those things that happens. Oh, Either that okay. or it was a wild rumour,
0: which I've believed oh, um, yeah.
1: all of these years. Um, tell me about Urban Tramper.
0: Um, well, Urban Tramper is just kind of the previous version of Lake South, really. Okay. I started Urban Tramper. That was just, I guess, the first kind of time that I named a, a musical project, I think. Uh, before that, well, yeah, it was like those two rock bands. And then I had a band called the Tree Collective. And then that became Urban Tramper, which was just me me and my um, computer. Yeah. And Fruity Loops. Okay. And then I just got uh, band members to help me out and in various okay. ways. I think we d- it was like, went for 12 years or something and had different iterations. Um, from like a five-piece sort of like folk rock thing mm. to a three-piece... Um, quite electronic thing, yeah.
1: And folks came along for the ride with you, even though changing styles and genres. I think so.
0: Um, well, and and I also moved overseas, so I lived in England for a while, and I had a, and I had a band there, hmm. and yeah, we did a couple of European tours, but then it just I just um, felt that it was losing momentum, and so I thought that I would uh, change the name and see what happens, yeah.
1: Do you have to keep reinventing yourself to to stay alive? Uh,
0: I don't think so. I mean, I, I've i just... Um, I guess I'm just struggling trying to get an audience. And that's been my struggle the whole way. I mean, you know, you just... Uh, I guess my, my goal is to try and make music as much as possible because I enjoy that. Um, and um to be able to make music as much as possible it's it's good to have a following okay <laughs> and yeah. so um you're always kind of like chasing after that following i guess and um sometimes i think i, I with urban tramper changed kind of styles a lot and i feel like if some somebody heard one particular album and then they might think that urban tramper is tied up with that particular sound when actually you've made another album which is like a completely different like i did like a like an electro kind of album and then like a folk album mm. you know and if you're famous that's fine because people are aware of what you've done in the pr- past and they yep. kind of like follow you along whereas um if you're not famous they might not even he- hear the second one or yep. or it's just it's just a lot harder so um so I thought that I would um reinvent but I mean it hasn't really been much of a reinvention your music is
1: fantastic and it's very clever. Is it too clever for Joe Blogs out there?
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Is um, it too
1: Kiwi in part?
0: No, I don't, I don't think so at all. Uh, I think that um, if you listen to like some of my favourite acts or some really great acts from overseas are um, unashamedly where they're from and sing about places that they're from. I just heard another thing recently, um, called "I Have a Love." Oh, what's I don't don't know. He's got the song called "I Have a Love," and it's just he's got like a really strong, um, is it Irish or Northern English accent? Anyway, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, it's just uh, a very strong accent, which is not American or kind of traditionally um, sort of that kind of traditional sort Mm. of British accent, and it is very captivating, and people people love it. i I think um yeah it's only an advantage to kind of um wear your wear your um home on your sleeve yeah i mean i sing about everyday stuff i think my my songs are actually really simple and Mm. um i mean my songs definitely simple i mean I'm, i'm not i'm not really a musician i just kind of I, I write really simple songs that yeah. only have a couple of chords. And then I, I write about uh, my experiences in, in, the, in the cities that I live in.
1: I would argue the point with you in terms of the the production thereof. But first, favourite New Zealand song of all time?
0: <laughs> I mean, it, might be, it, would, it would probably be something um, by Don McGlashan. I, I do have the track in my head, something off Warm Hand. Mm-hmm. Um, We're getting closer. <laughs> and, uh, and it's the factory f- fire um, is the line. I do go back to that song quite a lot. Um,
1: toy Factory Fire.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's Wh- say that.
1: Why, why Toy Factory Fire?
0: Why Toy Factory Fire?
1: At seven minutes.
0: Is it seven minutes long?
1: Yeah, it's not a patch on uh, your 14 minute Rock Quest epic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just got an, a really nice vibe. I mean, there's nothing, I don't think it, there's, it needs to be any more complicated than that. It just um, makes me feel something. I, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm always looking for in music is, is to be moved in some way. And, and sometimes you can't explain why that happens, but often, for me, it needs to have uh, decent lyrics. And and then just have um, nice music, I guess.
3: Yeah. Here's Bart Simpson with his arms all melted and twisted. Here's one of Big Bird with his feathers all matted and black And here are the rows of young women Wrapped up in bolts of white nylon And the families from the countryside come to take their daughters back Look up from my desk as the light turns the Hudson to mercury. The rest of the office are getting ready to leave. But it's ten years since the fire, the toy factory fire. It's going to be one of those weeks. Roll up my sleeves. They said it was a death trap from a textbook. Fire exits just painted on. Locks and chains to keep. Smile. Keeping them hidden was the best work I ever did Because people like us, we do make the world better And if it's better for us, it's better for everyone. Our sirens on
1: This is the Gardner Sound interview with Lake South on Plains FM 96.9. At the end of the section, we're going to be hearing a track off the new album, very exciting, The Light You Throw, which you're touring at the moment. It's called I'd Rather Stand Here With You, um, and in brackets, downstairs, flat. Um, Like New Bourgeoisie Land, lucky that you like these brackets. Is there a reason for brackets?
0: I guess they kind of represent um, two facets of the song. I mean, a, a, a part of it is just um, making sure they're able to be used in the search engine, if you know what I mean. Okay. So, uh, I mean, New Bourgeoisie Land is what I want the title of the song to be, but um, the lyric is, is, is lucky. Mm. And um, I'd rather stand here with you. That's just communicating two different parts of the song, okay? really. So it's about the downstairs flat, but it's also about... Um, a youtube clip of a, of an anarchist in in a in a community house in 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 Wellington.
1: Where was the stuff written?
0: In that downstairs flat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, do you mean the the, the the songs for the last album? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just I wrote it all pretty much in lockdown. I tried to write a song a day. Yeah. Um in the first lockdown.
1: How many tracks on the latest album?
0: 12. Okay
1: how many didn't make it from those sessions
0: i mean there's like little bits of some that i've i've used and then made other songs from okay but there's probably yeah a good 10 or 20 but those are probably kind of ideas okay i've i've um yeah i mean some people i've heard they could they just write the whole song and finish the song and then have a bunch to choose out of but i mean as i've got older i've just um I will scrap stuff quicker than I used to. If you know what I mean, I will kind of quality control as I go. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's the way to go or not.
1: So speaking of that, you write, you perform, you produce, you record, um you don't master. So that quality control, how do you know how do you know that the stuff is good?
0: Um well, I mean, I guess you you, you never really know. Well, well, I mean, what is quality really? That's I mean, that's that's a harder thing to To um, I mean, I I I do believe that people have different tastes, Hmm. and that 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 quality is is relative to a certain degree, and that as an artist we have out we you know you have you have an audience, and you might not reach them, but they are out there. As but as I mean, as long as I can please myself, I know that I will please somebody else, and that if I can be comforted by my music, then I know that somebody else will be comforted by my music. Yeah. So I I do just try and please myself okay. um, first and foremost and i also show it to my partner <laughs> um, mainly like for lyric stuff I will be like is this um, is this really cheesy or is this actually good mm. yeah
1: in this song at least um, the keys was there any particular song or artist that influenced the sound of this because you've even said Enya early on and Klannard had that kind of uh, kind of thing. How did you get to the to the opening of this track?
0: Um, I mean, I wrote it on the guitar, so it's just the um, the arpeggio of of the, what I was playing on the guitar, and then just and then just switching it to the same synth that I always use. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I was trying to mimic anything in particular. Actually, there was one song. <laughs> um, it's on the tip of my tongue, and because I just got knocked in the head, it's not. It's not um, true story. It's not. <laughs> it's not coming out as quick as it would. Uh, yeah, a band that I'd never heard before, and then I, I listened to them on um, on RNZ, and they had just this beautiful tune, and I was like, "Oh, I want to steal that." <laughs> um, Gentle storm. Okay. So yeah, there's a song called "Gentle Storm" by Albo. Elbow, yeah, okay, but I've never heard of any other. Uh, I've never really heard many much el- much elbow at all. Yeah, um, but that song, and I've never actually followed up. I followed it up a little bit, but nothing else really grabbed me. But that yeah. song just blew me away, and I just had it on repeat. It doesn't actually sound that anything like my song at all, but, but um, there was just kind of a yep. vibe that I was going for. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's super cool. Um, I think we um, better hear it.
4: Downstairs flat Outside's fire I can never hold a single thought in my head Dead in street All money in concrete If I could just work up the courage to stay on my feet And breathe And breathe Bad news coming With age you feel it I have never understood the anger of men But I'll be there walking I'll sing my heart out I'd rather be on your side We will meet at the bookstore I wish every one of you well And when the southerly Hits your face at dusk And the rain is sharp And you soak Into the empty dark You need warmth You want peace I am with you I refuse their talk I refuse their talk I refuse their title I refuse their title There are people I'll watch the birds It's the best way to love
1: is the Garden of Sound interview with Lake South on Plains FM Um, 96.9. Let's go back 20 years or thereabouts. Um, What are you going to say to to young Lake, little Lake?
0: Uh, I would say don't get a job.
1: What job did you get?
0: Um, Well, I got many jobs. Yeah. But I worried too much about getting a job. And I would say focus on music and getting good at um, playing your instrument and um, getting good at singing and, um, yeah, work on your craft.
1: I remember something ages ago, correct me if I'm wrong, you got an extras gig on 24, yes? <laughs> How did that come um,
0: about? In Toronto, yeah. I mean, that's, what, that's that's that was the work that I was doing when I couldn't, find a job and my, my was living with my flatmate um, who was also the landlord he was an extra yeah. I mean he, he said he was an actor but he was an extra yeah um, or, or a background background worker yes so I was like oh how do you do that and he just gave me the number and I went up and signed up you still you did like pay maybe a hundred bucks or something yeah but then you would get sh- at least if you if you rocked up for like an hour you would still get paid maybe a hundred bucks yeah and then sometimes if you I mean, it was the most boring thing ever, mm. but sometimes you would make, like, a bunch of money.
1: Has there been any desire uh, to get into acting proper-like?
0: The only acting I do is in my music videos. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would love, love to do acting. I mean, I would love to do anything apart from uh, the, the current job that I have.
1: <laughs> what, do you, what is your current job?
0: Um, I just do kind of digital stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At one point I was working in the rain doing gardening and it was winter and I was just like, oh, I need to like, it, if I'm gonna have to do something, it might as well be inside and where I'm warm.
1: Did a song <laughs> come out of that experience?
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, I've I've written lots of songs about um, working. Yeah, I, I had one EP the, about working in factories in, yeah. in Australia.
1: Wow. You have got around a bit. What's the one thing that you think could help get you to that next level of success in New Zealand music?
0: I think my music sits somewhere between um, alternative and and really quite poppy. Yep. I'm not really seeking out to be too experimental. Mm. So it doesn't really fit in that kind of um, really alt space. Yep. But it's not poppy enough to be on more FM or anything in terms of having um, making some sort of money long term from music i i I, th- I think the only the only way I could do that is is by uh, having more of an audience overseas. I think it would always be sort of a reasonably mm-hmm. niche thing but I mean in some ways it's just about writing better songs i mean yeah uh, i uh,
1: is it just that?
0: will the art win through oh I mean of course it's not just that no it's a million other things but you know um, I'm not going to stop and and that's what drives I mean what drives me more than m- making money or anything is obviously just making good work yeah if the goal um, was to just make money I would have stopped a long time ago okay.
1: <laughs> on that note we're going to go and pay some bills we're going to come back and uh, play mini quiz with Lake South Just a quick note to tell you about our sponsor, The Nephilist. If you're looking for an alcohol-free gin with free delivery in Christchurch, head to thenephilist.com or visit The Nephilist for a non-alcoholic beer, wine or cocktail at events across Canterbury this summer. That's The Nephilist. You can find them online at thenephilist.com That's N-E-P-H-A-L-I-S-T.com. This is the Gardner Sound interview with Lake South on Plains FM 96.9 and it's time for Mini Quiz where I'm going to ask you ten questions and this week it's very exciting because it's all about New Zealand. If you don't know the answer to the question, uh, bearing in mind your um, oncoming concussion, just say pass and uh, the line I use is fail fast. If you don't know, just say pass and you may get all the way to the end, which is good. Okay, Lake South, your Mini Quiz starts now. Which New Zealand band sang the lyrics Benefits Arrive and Life Goes On?
0: Mmm, I don't know, uh, The Chills are
1: Which famous song did New Zealand band The Dudes release in 1980?
0: Uh, Drink Yourself a Bliss.
1: What is the better known stage name of Wellington musician Philippa Brown? Lady Hawk. New Zealand actor Bruno Lawrence was a member of which band?
0: Um... Oh, pass. I I can't remember.
1: Which New Zealand city did the Rolling Stones label as the arsehole of the world after their 65 tour? Uh,
0: Thomas North?
1: Which New Zealand rapper was born in 1981 as Demetrius Savellio? Pass. Which New Zealand musical icon was formerly the lead singer of The Invaders? Pass. And finally, Tom Larkin was involved in founding which New Zealand musical band in 1988? She had. Okay, you got eight out of ten. I'll just go through uh, those wrong answers for you. Um, Bruno Lawrence was a member of Blurter.
0: Yeah, yeah, I knew that, but I just didn't get it. Um,
1: Invercargill, asshole oh. of the world.
0: No, I, maybe it was John Cleese that called... Um, Palmerston the North. Had, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, dear. <laughs> um, Demetrius Cervellio, uh savage which New Zealand musical icon was former lead singer of the invaders invaders that was Ray Columbus okay so the album's out currently the light you throw I'm presuming there's been good response uh to it um tour
0: wise well yeah the next show is will be in Wellington on the 30th of October there's a bit of a break um because I had some other stuff on which has since been cancelled um But, yeah, so uh, 30th of October in Wellington, and then after that um, it's Palmerston North and um, Whanganui on the 12th and 13th of November. What do
1: you think about Palmerston
0: North? Oh, I love it, especially for music. It's so great. Yeah, like the scene there is awesome. They've got a really good underage scene, which has been fostered by a lot of people in the stomach there. Awesome. It's just – it reminds me a little bit. I went to – Olympia in um, in the states, and they've got a really good underage scene, and it's I think it's just um, really important for young people to have a sort of outlet where they can go and perform, and it's not related to alcohol. Yeah. In, in Olympia, they have this thing where you can kids can go, and they just they just get a little um, banned if you if you if you're over eighteen or not. Yeah. But um, yeah. we don't. It's not so big in any of the other cities, but it's really. Um, big, and I, I know people from there who played in bands quite young, yep. and they they went to the stomach, and yeah, yeah, it's great. And now they've got this the snails there as well across the road. Um, yeah, awesome.
1: That's absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, we're going to go out um, with. Would you say this is the the feature track of the album, New Bourgeoisie Land? Would you say this is the
0: the big single? Um. It's a single. I didn't. It wasn't. Uh, I, I, that's actually an older song that mm. I wrote um, a few years prior that I wasn't even going to put on the album, and then I sort of finished it and it was getting somewhere. And I got my my friend from Toronto, Andrew, who who featured, who is the Andrew from James and Andrew and one of the other songs, mm. to write the um, the key part, yeah, the keys. And he kind of sent it to me in a MIDI form, and yep, I got somebody else to play it, but. Um, I got into it a lot more when we started playing it live, and it's actually really fun to play live. Yeah, I think it, was, it deserves to exist, which is my benchmark.
1: <laughs> uh, so, do you think you'll be taking over from Fred Dagg anytime
0: soon? No, but I want to uh, make a video for that, uh, for that one, a video clip for that one. Yeah. yeah
1: it's fantastic. Um, Lake, it's been awesome to speak to you today and play some of your tracks.
0: Kia thank you. Cheers. <laughs>
4: I come hither when it's day off and sunshine, and everyone's kind, time is slow, you know in your heart, you can feel it. Like there is goodness in this life, goodness in this life. We know how lucky we are, we learn it by heart, we know how lucky we are, we learn And the light and the weather. We go bright, it's brilliant, it's better when it's party up the road and all your friends go. There's a realness in the room, and it's true, you can feel it. There is goodness in the goodness, goodness, light. Goodness in the By heart We know how lucky we are We learn it by heart We know how lucky we are We learn it by heart There's goodness in this life Goodness in this life
1: okay it's time for my track of the week there was a heap of talk about sid barrett during my chat with lake so here from pink floyd's first album the piper at the gates of dawn is astronomy domine enjoy Thanks for joining me today on the show and thanks also to Lake South for being my guest. You can find out more about Lake and where he's playing next by heading to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on his image on the front page. I'm Ian Turner and I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. E no